Welcome to Lainey Loves to Talk, where I chat about the shit that goes on in my journey as a digital entrepreneur. Welcome back to Lainey Loves to Talk, and today we're going to be talking about contracts. You're going to have to forgive my voice this week. I picked up a bit of a seasonal transition cold. It's not the big big C, it's just the small C cold. Anyhow, let's get started with today. I'm excited because a lot has been on my mind, especially with the previous podcast I talked about being given an offer with a, an employer, a potential employer who wanted to work with me. And that offer was contingent on me going through it with a professional and after looking through the offer, I realized that it wasn't everything that it was all presented to me as being. So it just got me thinking about like contracts and how people can really get themselves into a mess because they don't know how to read a contract or they haven't taken the time to really go through paperwork and see what the fine print is. So that's something I wanted to talk about today. In my instance, the result of going through this contract and going through it with a fine tooth comb and also hiring legal counsel resulted in my offer actually being rescinded. I know, shocking, but the reason why the offer truly was rescinded was because I went through the contract and saw gaping holes in the contract, like what work was being defined as, you know, the minimum or maximum amount of hours per week, what overtime was defined as, how I was going to be compensated for that overtime. Uh, The contract seemed to just really be an an employer-heavy focused contract and not about protecting my best interest as an employee of that company. So that was a glaring red flag. And I just really, really just got me thinking about how a lot of women in business or women wanting to get into business don't really think about the contracts that they are signing. You know, you've heard stories about like Megan Thee Stallion saying that she was only 25 and that she really didn't read what she was signing and didn't realize what she was getting into. Or you hear stories of like Prince and his contract. I mean, I know I'm focusing on music right now, but like Prince and people like Michael Jackson um, and some other well-known performers getting themselves into agreements that they don't read. That's something I was really like wondering, well, why don't people like, wow, what what's going on? Especially for women. A lot of women are getting really screwed over there was one case i can't even remember the name of the creative the digital entrepreneur who signed a contract when she was super young and basically she lost the rights to her name to her trademark to basically her her entire identity and she's not the first to do that but she's definitely not going to be the last either when it comes to contracts and contract law only like 37 percent of lawyers are women and of that entire number of 100%, only 5% are people of color. Um, They don't even have how many women of color are in contract law or this type of just 
legal field. So already, if you're a woman of color or a person of color, you're at a big disadvantage because, you know, other than Law and Order, which seems to be a great show that gives <laughs> legal counsel and kind of kind of schooling you on criminal law, there are very few experts in the field who are people of color based on the numbers from the American Bar Association's website, AmericanBar.org, where I found the statistic, but I will make sure I'll note it um, so you can download the PDFs and just read the stats of just what a disadvantage we're at based on the nature of education, I guess, or access, or just situ. I don't know. I don't even know why. But basically, we don't have a lot of people of color in law, reading the laws, explaining the laws to us. And so we're not really versed in like the legal language that goes on. But the resources are there to learn. And also going with your gut instinct and understanding that when something feels off, it most likely is. For example, let's just use my instance where the offer was rescinded based on the fact that when I reviewed my particular contract and I just went through and I saw some really glaring red flags where um, a contract is allowed to protect the employer as much as it can, you know, with confidentiality agreements and, you know, making sure that things like equipment um, that you'll be using for the job are listed and the time that is expected of you to do the job per week. And there are things that are staples that should be in a contract. And in my case, there were those staples didn't exist. But employers want to protect their needs. But when you start reading a contract and you realize that the contract is primarily focused on how you're going to be terminated and what you do outside of the job, big, big, big glaring red flags. That's not how a good, healthy contract is constructed. If you sign confidentiality agreements, that is fine, but there there has to be time limitations on things. And a lot of people sign things without looking at time as a major factor. So for example, if you are terminated or if you leave a contract or you you know a contract is broken, and a competitor approaches you to work for them. Well, the contract can state that you can't work for a competitor for like six months or 14 months or whatever time, but it cannot be indefinite. That takes you out of the business that you're in if you sign a contract that binds you to a particular organization. And that means that because you've signed this contract and they didn't put a time limit, that means you are Basically, even if you don't work for them anymore, you, you're owned by them. And so making sure that you set time limitations, even if the employer is kind of saying, oh, no, no, that's, that doesn't need to be stated. No, it does need to be stated. Whatever's been promised outside of the contract, be it verbally or even written, if it is not within the contract, then it's void. The other side of it, too, is just say you're working on your job and and you've done your 45 hours or whatever you work a week, and you've been working on a side project over the weekends, and maybe your boss sends you some emails on the weekend or whatnot, but you respond to a couple of the emails. Well, technically you've made your weekends, your work time, and so that project that you are producing during that time could technically be 
considered property of the company you're working for. I know it is bizarre, but in this particular contract that I was given, that was what they basically expected is that I didn't have free time. That even if um, I tried to set boundaries and limits of like, no, don't want to be contacted on the weekend, or um, I need you to define my office hours so I can define my free time so that I can work on my side things. They were like, no, you have a full-time job. We're offering you full-time employment. We own all of your time. So I hired a lawyer as well. This was something, you know, whenever you're kind of questioning if a company might be overstepping their boundaries with like labor laws, hand it off, spend the money and hand it off to a professional to take a look at and to consult with you as to what you can ask for versus what you are expected to do. Um, So I did that and I made sure that I paid for a lawyer's time and they went through each sort of stipulation of the contract and they were like, yeah, this is not a really good deal and these are the things you should ask for as part of the negotiations. So I submitted my asks and I expected at least 50% to be denied, but some basic things of like listing equipment and all that kind of stuff. I didn't expect that that would be an issue. Also, you got to protect yourself as a potential employee or just an employee because we know how sketchy people can be. They can claim all this stuff on the outside, but like with how the wording of this contract was, was very suspect and vague because with the, without listing equipment, they could claim that the equipment I use, like my computer could be technically their computer in the long run. If I ever responded to an email that was on this computer, they could say, oh yeah, that, that, that makes it our equipment. So it's this, it's the fine print. It's the small words. It's the things that are very general and broad, but very specific at the same time. So making sure that you've got the right people to help you review what is actually on the table is important. If you are not capable of doing it yourself, I hate seeing, especially women in business, especially women of color in business, get wrapped up in things that bind them for years and then potentially could land them into court. So like this particular contract, keep going back to this contract that I was, well, this offer that I was given, they were emphasizing within this contract that if anything I did that violated this particular agreement, not only would I be fined, but there could be a temporary and permanent injunction put on any form of work that I am doing at that present time. So, for example, because they didn't want to define the equipment that I would be given, things like software, so like Adobe Creative Suites or whatever, any kind of software, any kind of equipment, computers, all that kind of stuff, if I produce a project outside post-employment or is on the table to be sold and I am in the, I'm negotiating a contract with a, another company or a client or anything that's just sort of outside of the business of this company, but um, I used the same software to develop a product that also the company provides me within the equipment and all that kind of stuff. I could be tied up in injunctions and temporary, temporary and permanent injunctions, and that could stop the work and that could stop my payment. I could be forced to pay people and not 
like it just it's it can be potentially a mess it's just it's just the way things are worded people like to put commas in places that also give you exemptions and also give them exemption exemptions but also implement you into things you just gotta like know your grammar read every word and understand that this is just business so sometimes people just try (laughs) companies just try they try they just try to put things out there and if you say no that's not going it's okay but what i have found based on the fact that you have very few women who are involved in contract developments based on being in the field of law and how few of us are in the field of law and how few women of color are in the field of law. That has put us at a big disadvantage uh, with things like negotiations, especially when it comes to money. You know, so that's why I get really annoyed when you have like somebody that's like a, a Sheryl Sandberg saying, lean in lean in I'm like where lean into what what are you talking about like I read through her book and I was like this is this feels very privileged and kind of tone deaf as to what do you mean leaning in like leaning into where and what because most of the time you actually you got to deal with things like unconscious bias and a lot of people are not very comfortable with women of color asking for the things that they want especially if they legally know what they're entitled to this can really produce a defensive response. I have been in numerous contract discussions with people, potential clients, and how when you try to set really firm boundaries with them, and especially when they think, no, you're working for me, that means you work for, I own you, and kind of helping them to understand that that's not the framework you work in, and that's not the type of business you want to be involved in. So just saying sort of no can be very dramatic. The result can be very dramatic, especially for a person of color, because sometimes it results in verbal abuse or sort of microaggressions, violence, and where things can just be completely taken off the table just because you question someone. Because, you know, you're dealing with misogyny, you're dealing with massage noir, you're dealing with color, you're dealing with so many isms that it's like, People just get very touchy when it comes to contracts. So I like to hand that part of my business off to others. I used to work with an agency and I had a great agent who always got me my rate. (laughs) Sometimes, you know, he'd try to lowball me and sweet talk me into like taking something lower so that his profit margin was a bit more. But he never got offended when I said no. And I have found that in my experience that the people who give me the most trouble with money paying me what is within a contract that we've agreed to or whatnot are women and I hate I hate the fact that for me that is my reality and I'm I am actively trying to change that but I have been in so many instances that this has occurred that I have to I'd love to be in that situation where it's the anomaly, where it just doesn't happen. In this case, where the offer was rescinded, the way that the women I was negotiating with, how inexperienced they were, they were very out of touch with negotiation tactics or just, just they seem to like have been out of touch because they, they had both been with this company for each of them consecutively for 10 years plus. 
So they don't know how it is in the outside world now. And, you know, they might have like signed really crappy contracts a decade ago. And so they might feel a certain type of way that you are not accepting what they would think is a good contract. Because it's like, no, the money isn't that good. Things have gotten more expensive. The restrictions are far too stringent and limiting to outside activities that are not involved with the company. And when you start saying those type of things, they just get very defensive. It's like, this is business. This is not personal. This is just business. I'm not judging you on the decisions you've made. I'm just trying to protect myself for my future. For a lot of women, they say that, you know, we don't know how to negotiate. I I do agree to that to some extent, but guys just go in a bit harder and they stick to their guns. They're like, no, I want this. I want that. And they can walk away even if they don't have other options. It's just to not be afraid to walk away. And for a lot of people, they're not in positions to walk away from things. You know, I'm not always in the position to walk away from bad work or bad contracts, But sometimes I'm like, you know what? If I take this contract, I'm going to spend a whole bunch of money on therapy, on alcohol, (laughs) on wallowing and like having to go to like physiotherapy because my back will start hurting because they don't give me a proper chair. Like you just kind of say, you know what? I'm going to have to spend a lot of money to do this crappy job and take on this crappy contract. So it is not worth it. And You can try to sit at the table and negotiate in your contract certain things that protect you, but some people are very reluctant to do it. And my record, like I just, I usually walk away when it seems that it's too challenging and it's not walk away from my dream or not. There will always be another option. I I know a lot of people say that that might not be the case, but Don't be so desperate for your dream to happen that you're willing to compromise your future. Sometimes you just have to say, no, I will get to my dream. I'll get to my goal, but I'll have to maybe do it a different way. And maybe this channel is not the channel that I will be using because it will compromise so many other things in my life that it will not be worth it in the long run. You know, when I saw this particular organization, I was really impressed with their employee retention rate like I thought wow people stay with this company for years this is this doesn't happen anymore this is amazing no the reason why they stay with the company for years is because they've signed such crappy deals they can't do anything else for anyone else and even if labor laws are like a company cannot prohibit you from finding work in your field in the future people still sign these things and that ends up happening you know you've got a lot of musicians that signed with a record label that just basically destroyed their career. It was like, yeah, yeah, you've got like five albums with us and actually we're not going to put any money towards your album. Boom, we're done. your career is done because you're locked in with us and you're going to have to give us a lot of money in order to get out of this agreement. And it's just like that happens all the time and people do that as a tactic to take certain people off the market. But now we're in a really great time where we have so many channels to do things that we don't have to rely on these old school tactics of binding people with really crappy deals and we can say no. So especially for women, read your contracts. Read them from top to bottom. If you don't understand the words like legitimately have a dictionary next to you and break things down this might take a while 
So never promise that you're going to read a contract in like less than 48 hours. Never promise that because you need time to read it. You need time to give it off to a professional and always, you know, give yourself a lot of space. And if the customer is sort of pressing or the client is pressing saying, you know, I really need this contract signed before this time, red flag, don't do it because they don't want you to read through thoroughly because you might, if you're reading, if you're reading through the contract quickly, you will miss something. And I really felt lucky and fortunate in my situation that I didn't miss anything because I made sure I read through top to bottom. I made sure to pass it off to a lawyer friend and also to a professional I paid and went back, asked for some basic adjustments to this contract so that I felt a little more, um, less vulnerable and more safe. And the response was so negative and there was like a moment where uh, the employer was trying to gaslight and potential employer was trying to gaslight and be like, you're crazy. This is nuts. Blah, blah, blah. Nobody asked for those things. No, we're not going to give you that. Like just responding kind of in hysterics and unprofessionally. And I sort of stuck to my guns and I was really emphasizing that I need to protect my future because you need to protect your life as belief and fatherhood said, protect your life, <laughs> protect your future, protect your money, protect your earning potential because if this job is only saying you are valued at six figures, but in the future you could be valued at a good eight figures, but that contract will keep you at that six figures. Makes sense. So it's about future thinking. It's about it's about thinking of worst case scenarios and best case scenarios, and to not take certain things personally not take things too personally especially when you're discussing money there's nothing personal about money it should never be personal money's made up and you know especially when you're negotiating things like money you can't be like oh my god they think i'm worth only that much you're like no no this is what i'm worth let's get to that number um let's get to that number as close as we can and also i think i'm worth this much because i can provide you with the proof and the facts etc and you have to show me that you'll be providing me with the things that you say are in this contract you have to show me proof as well like i think a lot of people forget that this is a this is like a prenup this is like a it is a prenup it's a a pre-agreement before you actually start the work and the goal is that you are properly compensated for the work that you do and the client or the employer walks away feeling as though they are getting a great deal for the work that needs to be done. It's supposed to be a win-win situation for both parties. And when people start to feel as though they're being taken advantage of or that one side is gaining more than the other, they're going to walk away. They're not going to be loyal. They're not going to give a damn about your product or your business or anything. So it's in your best interest to make sure that you give those people what they want so that they're happy to do the work for you or that you're happy to do the work for them. Like, I, I don't know. I find this so weird that people just don't get this, that this is a symbiotic. This is a, an agreement to co-work together. It's, it's that simple. It's not really that complicated and so when people start making things complicated because they feel like they don't want you to have more than they do or 
it just kind of loops back around to the like them getting offended over I don't know stupid small things you can't do anything about it and just know there's always like other people there's always other people you can work with there's always there's so much business out there there's so much money floating out there in the world and as a digital entrepreneur we're not so bogged down with only one channel of income anymore back in the day it was like you had to get a job or else you were in trouble now it's like you've got you've got Fiverr you've got Upwork you've got so many different channels where you can make a quick buck you've got things like Pinterest you've got a chance to make money from having websites so a blog a vlog so many channels and so many streams of income options now that you don't need to be bound down bogged down to commit yourself to one company because guess what that company might go out of business because the product that they're providing is so terrible that they end up having to shutter their doors and they owe you nothing if that happens and you're left out on your keister bound to a really crappy contract because they like to also uphold those contracts because if the company falters i you know i can get into really semantics because i love reading the fine print but there are so many worst case scenarios when you sign really <laughs> contracts it's just not worth it and so when the offer was rescinded because of the things that i asked for and they were really their reasoning for rescinding my offer was quite immature they said well your outside projects would interfere too much with the job it's like no that's not what i said but you know what you stick with that because then that means that you don't have to adjust your your contract wording or any of the things you try to get people to wrap themselves up in in your company you're not going to get a people you're going to get c's and d's you're going to get a lower caliber person who will be bound to you in the way that you want it to be but for my side i'm free (laughs) i'm free you know during this time of reflection we kind of feel as though we just like get the ball rolling and just say yes because desperation has kicked in but for a lot of us desperation just disappeared and was vanquished with the last couple of years because we got a a lot of time to reflect on what our self-worth and what we were worth as people and kind of detaching our values from work your job does not define who you are people are turning their hobbies into streams of income and some are not they're just keeping those hobbies as hobbies because it just keeps them sane and they will not take any contract or any type of work that will interfere with that because they enjoy this part of their lives and a lot of people discovered that during this time down we had over the last uh, 18 months and I was one of those people as well so I'm excited to have not been bound by a contract because I read it really well and yeah it cost me money like I lost basically like $600 but I didn't lose I might have spent $600 for a piece of my it's for peace of mind I've got to look at it like that and that there will always be other opportunities and tons of work for me to do so yeah anyways that's uh that's me trying to make this podcast happen over (laughs) with a scratchy throat but this has been Lainey loves to talk thank you for listening I will chat with you next week (laughs) 
you like what you've heard today on Lainey Loves to Talk, check out loveladylove.com for more content.